How to Tell Stories to Children is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the science and methodology of storytelling. I am Silke Rose West. And I am Joseph Saracy. We are the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children. Our goal is to foster diverse storytelling by helping individuals like you awaken to the storyteller within. We appreciate your support. You can find our children's stories, exclusive tutorials, live Q&As, and more benefits on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash howtotellstoriestochildren or by visiting our website at howtotellstoriestochildren.com. Help us spread the love of storytelling by becoming a patron today. What brings a person to storytelling? That's the, the question, Silka, that you actually brought up earlier today. And I think it is, it's an interesting one to explore because it seems that our work has touched a lot of people because it helps everybody recognize a little bit that they're a storyteller. Like even five years ago, I... I actually wouldn't have even thought of myself as a storyteller. It's really my work with you that has brought that alive with me. And so I think it's an interesting subject. And so maybe we can just begin by hearing what, when did you take possession of that role of storyteller in your life? Well, thanks for asking that question. I was born in a very small village in southern Germany. And one of the things that I noticed early on uh, was that I always talked a lot. I loved to hear the sound of my own voice to the extent where my brother would say, I'll give you $5 if only you be quiet. But what I realized is I had a deep longing for people to tell me stories. But the only one who had the time to do so was my grandmother. And she actually realized that that was one of the greatest gifts she could give me before she would die. She would always say, come sit, I'll tell you a story. Because when I'm gone, I can't tell you these stories anymore. And it became such a precious gift for me that I felt like my grandmother is walking with me in my life through the storytelling. But, okay, can I ask? Yes. Do you think... Is that you reflecting on your experience now? Or do you actually believe that when you were that young girl, that you had that level of awareness? Um, probably I didn't have that level of awareness back then. Uh, but yeah, but there, there was a part of me inside of me that always felt like mm, if only people could just tell each other a sweet story and could listen. If somebody would only take the time to listen, then we could have just so much more joy in our lives. Uh-huh. Then and, our, yeah. And so that's what you would consider the root of, of, of storytelling in your own life and, and saying, I am a storyteller. Yeah, I mean, it uh, went on to starting to work with children in Sunday school and understanding that through stories, I could captivate uh, these little beings. I was a teenager at that time, and I actually saw the power of storytelling. I saw that all of a sudden, a teenage girl like me had all of a sudden the ability to redirect 
behavior in children because I was able to come up with a good story that would acknowledge what I see and at the same time not take it to a place of utmost seriousness and to say, oh, there must be a different door. Let's open this door over here. And the door for me was always a storytelling door. And oftentimes adults would see that and say, well, how did you shift the behavior in this group? And I would say, oh, I just told the story. And then that brought me to become later a teacher. And, uh, in my teacher training, of course, there was more tools given to learn how to tell stories, but the storyteller was already in life, alive within my being before that. You feel that calling in you, and you tie it all the way back to when you were a little girl and listening to your grandma's stories, and then carry it through in those teenage years, you're working with kids, and then you're in teacher training, and then you're a teacher, and of course, it's carried forward so far. And, um, yeah, I think that's interesting just because I, I, I don't, I mostly don't connect in that way. And most other parents, um, at least in the States, uh, I, I think feel similarly. I mean, most parents that I know, uh, you know, express discomfort, shyness, maybe even anxiety around the idea of, of telling stories, but it was really having a child. Mm -hmm. It was having a child that made me go, oh. Um, I'm a storyteller or, I mean, basically like, I want that relationship. I want, I want that, that connection, um, with my own child. Um, and previous to that, I, it, it, it really wasn't important to me. But would you say that when you started telling stories to your little girl, that you all of a sudden saw something light up in her? And there was this moment where you realize these stories, they are just such an incredible bonding tool. You know, all of a sudden you and her were in your own little world. It was your world. It was safe. It was beautiful. You could even go back to the mud pit where you got stuck just five hours ago with her. And you could create a story that gets you out of that mud pit with, a, with so much laughter. And you could actually experience transformation through storytelling by being a parent that is seeing the response of the little child. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, that's, that's what I mean. I, I strongly believe that. And, and there was part of that maturation, that growth into seeing myself as a storyteller happened through my experience with my own daughter, for sure. But even more so, it really happened when working with you and telling stories with, you know, all the other kids and, and kind of holding, but both experiencing your gift and then also calling it out of me, you know, and, and wanting to show up in the same way and, and just treasuring those moments, both at home with my own daughter, but also at school with the kids and feeling the experience in that moment and just thinking, uh, ooh, I want to keep doing that, <laughs> you yeah. know? I do have to say, when I first met you, I was a little bit intimidated knowing that you're an engineer. And there was a part of me that was thinking, well, he's way too overtrained to be a storyteller. 
And so I had a little bit of judgment there and I was in my comfort zone and told stories under this tree to all the children. And then at one point, I remember passing on the story to you and then having this awakening moment like, wow, there is someone who is so fully present to the children and who is able to bring such a rich story. It really touched my heart. And it actually helped me to look at you as a parent in a whole new light. And it was very interesting to have that experience because I thought at one point, well, storyteller and teacher go hand in hand, but I didn't necessarily think that storyteller and engineer go hand in hand. Now, storyteller and parent absolutely go hand in hand. But uh, sometimes we we have these pictures in our mind like, oh, well, if I'm a, a cleaning lady, I can be a good storyteller. But that's not true. Or if you're a post office worker, absolutely, you could be the best storyteller. And so for me, having stood witness to your um becoming, you could say, and really truly owning it, it just brought so much joy to my heart. Yeah. And to all these children and how they, even this moment of when a story is told and you can see the shift in children, all of a sudden they look at you and it's like this, it's almost like you're shining a flashlight or something and they're like, wow, okay, wow, I can see something. She turned on a light switch and it's so amazing to see that. And then when they ask the next day, can you tell me a story again? And you're feeling like this bonding is taking place and it's it's very precious. And then for you to surrender to trust that you could have a story, even you haven't been thinking about it. Here you are in the middle of the desert walking through the sagebrush and this child turns and says, can you tell me a story, Papa Joe? And you are, all right, let's put our backpacks down. Let's see what I have. Well, and that's, that's even, that's what I think is the interesting subject and want to open that conversation up because of course I am now in touch with that. And if you ask me basically anywhere at any time, I'll, you know, I'll just drop in and tell a story because of the last however many years, right? And so that's what I mean. I like, I own this role of storyteller now in a way that I didn't even just five years ago. And so I'm trying to observe, what is it? Where did I wake up and go, hey, I actually am a storyteller. And that's what I mean, and which is interesting because we've come to this in very different places in our lives and also ages in our lives. And it is interesting to me because <laughs> when I ask you that question and you say, oh, when, when did you become a storyteller? I mean, you're telling me like, well, you know, when I was like three or four, <laughs> you, know, um, you know, you basically felt that your entire life. And then I'm trying to hold that with also understanding how I have come to this, which is like, pff, you know, it feels like five minutes ago. It's wonderful that there's people like you in the world that go... When I was four years old, I knew I was a storyteller, but I think most people don't think that. Well, you have to also picture me in the kitchen with my grandmother and she made the fire and she is cooking and she is kneading the dough while she tells me her story. And there was no radio running. There was no television that was distracting. There was me and grandmother in the fire. And 
it's yeah, laid on. So if you think about my upbringing and having an uninterrupted relationship with grandmother, uh, now it was different when my father entered into the kitchen. The first thing he did, because he did not want to tell stories or hear any stories, he turned on the radio. He tuned us out. And we were then the stories stopped. And when other people came into the kitchen, oftentimes the story stopped because they didn't want to enter into this Im intimate realm. Into the intimacy of storytelling. Yes. I mean, that's powerful. And so grandmother and I, we looked at each other and we knew our story will continue when it's me and you because we are actually... So we feel so held and so loved in that space. And ultimately, we wanted everybody to feel it. But you can actually not force somebody to come and enter that. What you're really touching in on is that piece of how storytelling is a relationship. That's what strikes me as the most interesting point in this conversation. Well, as we said in our introduction, it's a birthright. Imagine many, many years from now, your little girl will come back to you and remind you of the story that you told that helped you guys to make it out of the mud pit. And she'll be laughing. And maybe her own children will listen to the story while she tells you the story from her childhood. And you know what? It's such an intimate experience. It belongs only to you and to her and to her children. And there is something that lives on by sharing stories, becoming storytellers to our own children, it's like nurturing the ancestral tree. It will grow. One day you will be remembered by your stories. Hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think when modern American people hear the word storyteller, what comes to mind? And if I treasure this relationship with my child, my grandchild, even my student, whoever, then I want to engage on a daily basis. How do we open to that new role in our lives and own it? Well, I, when I was 21, I came to America, and I did not speak English very well. And my accent is still very strong. I'm from Germany. And so storytelling is like learning a new language if you haven't done it. And so you start very small. You start with, you know, like the little child that's born doesn't come out of the womb and tell stories. It actually makes babbling sounds and it actually gets excited about its own sounds you know and you look at a little child it's like blah, 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 and they're like oh, that sound came out of me allow yourself to be this baby that's born now to explore your own like story like once there was a little tree be in awe of yourself Instead of saying, well, there outside, there stands a tree. Bring a little bit of excitement. Become the little child. Oh. Okay, see, now that's super interesting. And yet, what do we do for those of us who are maybe a little jaded or a little cynical? Because I think that's hard. It's hard for me to do. It's hard for many people to do. I think you're tapping into something that is super beautiful and really pure. Wouldn't it be awesome and lovely 
if all of us modern humans could tap into that so sweetly. But what about those of us who struggle? How do we get over that? How do we go, hmm, no, my story is really worth telling? It's the judgment. I mean, you have to drop the judgment. And when little babies are born, imagine your little baby would be born and looks at you and like, oh, your hair looks scraggly. <laughs> I didn't want to have a mother with a big nose. I mean, imagine that. Yeah. Your story is going to yeah. be as perfect as you are to your child when your child first laid eyes on mm. you and looked at you. You have to allow yourself also to just be silly or make a mistake or say, this is just as good as it's going to get. And maybe you can remember the time when your child was born and how you may have felt helpless as a parent. Maybe you didn't know how to wrap a diaper or something. You know, there are certain things we don't know how to do until we have to do them. And with the story, it's the same. Give yourself a break. Say, I'm going to start now, and I'm going to be as innocent as the little child that just came into the world. And maybe I'm going to see, I could experience, can I make up a little story that makes me laugh? How about a story that makes me cry? Okay, now that's another interesting point, because that's something that I feel in myself. I sense that when I'm telling somebody else a story, it frequently isn't that good. <laughs> But when I'm telling myself a story... That is when my stories come alive. And I notice it both with the kids and also with myself and other adults that are around. When I'm telling something that is for somebody else, it takes me out of myself. But when I start following that story in my own mind, then I'm engaged. And what I notice is that usually everybody else is too. Um, well, it's because you're creating an inner picture and you let your own inner picture guide you rather than looking at your audience and trying to pick up all of the judgment. You have to look within <laughs> and you have to trust yourself. You have to trust yourself to go in the desert and know that at one point you will stumble upon an oasis where you will find water. The water is there, but you might have to walk for a long time through that desert But don't give up. The story even is alive in all of that what you experience because you long to drink from that water in the desert. Yeah. And the audience will stay with you because they will have compassion for you. Everybody has been stuck in the desert. Everyone has at one point stumbled and didn't find their way. That's helping me kind of tie that back into a sense of like of how honesty is important actually and that being honest with ourselves and with our skills and just with the situation maybe sometimes can help us tap into that inner storyteller whereas these kind of ostentatious goals of telling these super amazing stories sometimes maybe gets in the way It's like perhaps you're trying to impress the world by building a, right. a gigantic skyscraper because you're an engineer. But what if you were to just have to make a little sandcastle and it's crooked and it doesn't even look great, but you have joy in it and you can say, that's the best I can do. Look at it. Isn't mm. that funny? And that you share that joy with your own child and that you both recognize 
the tenderness of that moment and of that experience. And what comes to mind is you have to be vulnerable. You have to really allow yourself to make mistakes, turn them into stepping stones, you know? So then if I can kind of go over the entirety of of our conversation, what I'm hearing then is that maybe at a very early age, you really reckoned with that. And that helped you awaken to your own storyteller within because you were very content with that simplicity of storytelling and and your own talents and your village life in Germany. And that in the modern kind of urban life that I lived, you know, I I I was pretty socialized to be cool and tough. And so even as a parent, I had a lot of uh, thick layers of personality and kind of crust on top that made me want to impress somebody. Telling stories was about impressing someone. You know what I mean? And what allowed me to take on that identity of a storyteller is to go, oh, it's not about impressing anyone. It's about having a relationship with my daughter. And I can just be me down here, quiet, simple, funny, serious, whatever me. This wellspring of stories comes alive and it ties the two of us together. And that's the moment when a person becomes a storyteller. I think that's true. Yes. Find joy in the sound of your own voice. Never take it for granted. Know that every story that you tell is the greatest gift you can offer to your child and that it is a gift that touches hearts. I hope that we were able to touch your hearts on this day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to How to Tell Stories to Children, a bi-weekly podcast exploring the science and methodology of storytelling from the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children, an acclaimed new book empowering parents across the world. A new edition is due out in over 50 countries from Houghton Mifflin Harcourt in June of 2021. You can find children's stories from Silka Rose West and Joseph Ceresi on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash howtotellstoriestochildren, as well as tutorials, live Q&As, Patreon perks, and more. Or visit our website at howtotellstoriestochildren.com. A Story Village is a collection of children's stories by Silka Rose West ages three to seven. Joseph Saracy's children's stories, The Storytelling Loop, is for children ages five to ten. Help us spread the love of storytelling by becoming a patron today.